aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. This NASCAR season, every member of the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to take the trophy home. Like 6th grader Melissa Kowalski, who changes true to true X on every true-false quiz she takes. All my teachers are Martin Truex Jr. fans now. Keep up the great work, Melissa. To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Let's get a big thumbs up. Get ready to rock and roll today. Let's have some fun. 400 laps. I got you guys there. Have a great day. Tim Ford. Nice night. We'll make it happen. We know what we got to do. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Jimmy Johnson is on pit road, Mike. You then you had the- Jimmy Johnson, Chad Knauss. No secret. They were butting heads a little bit. Things weren't all that harmonious there on the 48. Here's Eric Almarola, who nearly won the Daytona 5. Eric Almarola, I think, is, is still the most undersung story of the, the 2018 season. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our string. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the MRN crew with you. And when I say the crew... Boy, do we have the crew. On this week's show, you're going to hear from the voices of the Motor Racing Network. We're going to look back at the top stories of 2018. We'll hear from MRN anchor Jeff Striegel. You'll hear from Rusty Wallace, Dave Moody, Winston Kelly, Steve Post, Alex Hayden, Woody Kane, and Kyle Rickey. All of those gentlemen here tonight to break down the top stories of 2018. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Number 10. Brett Moffitt, the driver out of Crimes, Iowa, rolls down across the stripe. The sixth victory of the season, but more important than that, he is your 2018 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion. Underdog champions in all of NASCAR's national series. Checkered flag in the air. Tyler Reddick wins the Ford EcoBoost 300, and Tyler Reddick wins the 2018 NASCAR Xfinity Series Championship. Joey said the other day, it's the big three and me. Well, Mee's the one who's going to win it. Joey Logano in his 10th full-time season in the Cup Series is going to win at Ford EcoBoost 400 and the 2018 Series Championship. The most unlikely of the four coming in is the one who prevails into the view of Alex Hayden of Goldsboro, North Carolina. I don't think Joey Logano was an underdog champion. I really don't because... Once they got their win, they went into how can we make this race car better? How can we get more speed in the race car? It's something that was planned once they got that win and and got qualified for the playoffs. So I don't see that as an underdog story whatsoever. Maybe because they weren't grabbing headlines each and every Mm -hmm. week like the quote-unquote big three were. But to me, Joey Logano just wasn't an underdog champion. Now, Brett Moffitt, on the other hand, Tyler Reddick, on the other hand, I I think were totally 
underdog champions, given the fact, especially with Brett Moffat and that Hattori team, that they didn't even know, Woody, if they were going to get to yeah. the racetrack week in and week out. That, I thought that was just a fantastic story. I, I did, too, and I agree with you on the Joey Logano thing. He may not have been one of the big three all year, but how many times in, in other sports do you hear about it, the key is to get hot at the right time? And when the playoffs rolled around, you could argue that they were the hottest team throughout those 10 weeks, and they showed it at the end. I mean, the win at Martinsville obviously was pivotal to get him there, but I, don't, I agree with you. I don't know that he is necessarily the underdog. Yeah, Brett Moffitt with the whole thing about not being able to make it to some races perhaps along the way. Then let's don't forget the whole engine swap thing where the NT1 motor was there and the Toyota built motor was there, and they went back and forth on that deal. But I think the one that sticks out to me the most is Tyler Reddick. Not necessarily that he won, but how he won. Remember yeah. at the end of that race, he stayed in that top groove, uh, a piece of paper width from the wall for, what, 40, 50 laps at the end of that race? And you just kept thinking, I remember I did, he's going to hit the wall. He's going to hit the wall. And he never did. No, with so much on the line, that championship there in the Ford EcoBoost 300, to, to have the lead that he built by running that line, mm -hmm. you would have thought at some point he would have said, okay, let's, let's back it down, give myself some space, maybe two feet, maybe three feet, maybe even a full car width off that safer barrier, but he didn't. And to me, that was just laser focused. That's a guy that was in the zone. And to me, if he's comfortable uh, comfortable and confident riding that line, you let him go. You let that yeah. horse run where that horse wants to run. And that's what Tyler Reddick did. I, I agree. That was a, a spectacular drive to win a championship. And isn't that what they're really all about? Being on the edge, the ragged yeah. edge of, of, of crashing or not making it yeah. and, and then pulling through. He didn't back his way into it. He mm -hmm. went and got that championship. I agree. Once off turn number two, they'll spill onto the back straightaway and into the view of Dave Moody of Barry Vermont. Well, I just love the fact that, you know, that when we went to Homestead Miami Speedway, if we'd taken a poll on who's going to win the three respective National Series championships, about 5% of the fan base would have gotten any of them right, much less all of them right. That's what I love about our sport. You don't know until it's over what's going to happen. You know, if you go to an NFL game and it's 42 to 14 at the end of the third quarter, head for the car, beat the traffic, you know who's going to win. If it's if it's 13 to 3 in the bottom of the ninth of the football game, head for the car, beat the traffic, you know who's going to win. But man, in our sport, until the final lap is complete, you know, ask Martin Truex Jr. how the final lap at the Roval went. Until it's over, it ain't over. And that goes for the race and it goes for the championship as we learned this year. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. And now, a page from the diary of Flo. Dear diary, the ghost is back. This house is protected through Progressive, but that doesn't mean it's not haunted. How else would you explain that radiator-like clanking sound? Or the moon-colored light in the hallway that's gone by morning? Maybe he never bundled home and auto, and he's doomed to suffer an eternity without the savings. Save an average of 17% on car insurance when you bundle home and auto through Progressive. <gasps> what was that wind-like sound? Oh, right, the wind. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Live sports are the one true reality entertainment where a single dramatic moment can become timeless. In NASCAR, Motor Racing Network's live broadcast elevates your senses to the sights, sounds, and struggles taking place on the racetrack. Austin Dillon leads the pack. No one ever thought he would contend for the win. He's going to win the 60th running of the Daytona 500. The power of radio to the imagination of the listener. Tune in to the Motor Racing Network. Visit MRN.com for an affiliate list in your local area. 
We've got more of the top stories of 2018 coming up, brought to you by AutoZone. Your check engine light has finally met its match. AutoZone free fix finder service can help find you a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone, AutoZone. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. MRN's Throwback Thursday, the greatest races in NASCAR history. Richard Petty goes back in front. They both spin. They're in the wall. Petty is sliding. Pearson is still running. As they come to the stripe, the winner is car number 21. They spin. They go into the outside wall. Earnhardt hits the wall. Rudd hits the wall. And scooting through is Jeff Bodine. And he is going to win the Holly Farms 400 here this afternoon. Thursdays at 1 on MRN.com. On demand on iTunes and Google Play. Throwback Thursday on MRN.com. Change is good. You're either growing together or growing apart. You know, some, some kind of change is always happening. There are plenty of changes in the NASCAR garage in 2018. What isn't changing is NASCAR Today Midday, keeping you up to date. To be able to drive for Roger Penske on the cup side has been something I've always wanted to do. And uh, to bring the 12 car back, I think it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Your midday NASCAR fix is NASCAR Today Midday. Weekdays here on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Number nine. Mrs. Boyer's baby boy trying to get it done in Martinsville. The long wait to return is over. Here he comes off board. Clint Boyer sees the checkered flag. Stuart Haas Racing has a record season. Checkered flag in the air. And for the fifth time this year, Kevin Harvick wins in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. Honestly, this year was a year where we thought we were going to be, you know, third in line as far as the cars went, you know, from a, from a speed standpoint. Uh, just because of, you know, the, the Chevrolets were really, really fast at all the tests that they went to preseason. And, you know, the Toyotas were where they were last year. Obviously, a lot changed over the offseason with the way that the cars were inspected, the splitter rule. Um, and, you know, so that, that all that stuff kind of seemed to fall into our wheelhouse. And, and we were able to, um, you know, to have a lot of speed in the car. And, and our guys had, had done a good job. Dropping to the inside of the track, here's Eric Almarola, who nearly won the Daytona 500. He leads the way, coming down to the line, and he will win today in Talladega. Steve Post is standing by with another former champion. Absolutely amazing what Stuart Haas Racing did, and uh, spent a little time somewhere during the year with Tony Gibson. And Tony is the former crew chief for Kurt Busch, and he was crew chief for everybody over there, and just beloved and respected by everybody. And I spent some time over at Stuart Haas Racing, which is not far from MRN here in uh, they're, they're just over in Kannapolis. And the one thing that that made me understand what was happening is, is that when Clint Boyer gets a car and Kevin Harvick gets a car and, and Kurt Busch at the time got a car and, and Eric Almirola got a car, they were identical race cars. I think the first thing that Tony Gibson did is got everyone on the same page. And that to me is always the challenge with a multi-car team is getting everybody on the same page. And so, t it, and it takes a guy like Tony Gibson there to say, no, 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 you're running this A-frame, and you're running this A-frame, and you're running this one, and you're running this one. And, oh, by the way, Harvick won with this. So don't give me the line that that doesn't work, okay? So I think it took good performance, uh, but, I, but I think it took a guy like Tony Gibson to say we're doing duplicate cars along the way. Cover the action for us this afternoon. Let's go up to Jeff Striegel from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I think when you hand out the report card at the end of the season, you have to, and I understand that Logano got the championship, but I think when you take a look at a team that excelled, 
uh, you set your goals in you know the off season and you come back the following off season and you look to see if you've achieved your goals for Stuart Haas racing they've achieved every single goal that they had in play except for one and that was for one of their drivers to be a championship winning driver they came close with Kevin Harvick but when you go back and take a look at the season that they had uh, with Harvick, with Kurt Busch, with Eric Elmarola, with Clint Boyer, all of their drivers won races. All of their drivers advanced into the playoffs. All of their drivers made a deep run in the playoffs. They were contenders everywhere they went. And if you recall, they made that switch from Chevrolet to Ford really not that long ago just two years removed from their relationship with Chevrolet and their new one with Ford, they, Stuart Haas Racing, are the team to beat each and every week. Number eight, a busy silly season for NASCAR teams and drivers. There, as always, from Barry, Vermont, it's Dave Moody. Well, Kurt Busch going to, to Chip Ganassi Racing obviously is a big move. I expect him to, to upgrade that team, to upgrade that organization. Kurt Busch looking for the checker. Kurt Busch leads the Daytona 500. He's never won before in Daytona, a former series champion. He will fix that today. And I say that simply because every team he's ever run for has gotten better with him behind the wheel. He's, he's done it for every organization he's ever signed a contract with throughout his career, and I don't think Chip Ganassi will be any different. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what Martin Truex Jr. can achieve at Joe Gibbs Racing. Um, I, obviously, everyone expects success there with he and Cole Pern remaining together. Uh, I think once we yeah, once we get the official word that Daniel Suarez is is going to replace Kurt Busch in the 41 car at Stuart Haas, I expect that, that that's going to happen. And I have a funny feeling that this could be the reincarnation of Joey Logano when Joey left Joe Gibbs Racing and went to Team Penske. Joey struggled at, at Gibbs and never really felt at home there went to Team Penske, and now he's a champion in a fairly short number of years. I think Daniel Suarez has an opportunity to turn that into a win-win of his own. The race into the view of Killingly, Connecticut's Kyle Ricky. Yeah, so many changes uh, in silly season, as is the case every year at, at NASCAR's top three levels, in fact. And I think the rookie class next year is going to be something to keep an eye on. Daniel Hemrick moving up to the Richard Childress Racing Cup Series program after finding a lot of success in the NASCAR Xfinity Series, replacing Ryan Newman in the 31 car. You have a former modified champion in Ryan Priest that has proved well on the racetrack, running for Joe Gibbs Racing these last couple of seasons in a part-time schedule, but has made the most of that opportunity and was rewarded with a full-time opportunity at JTG Doherty Racing next year to run the 47 car replacing A.J. Allmendinger in that ride. And I think Matt Tift, uh, you know, he has found success at Richard Childress Racing, was a part of the 12-driver playoffs this year. Wasn't able to get that win, but I think the move to Front Row Motorsports could elevate that team's program in 2019. He has a couple of veteran teammates in Michael McDowell and David Reagan, so I think the rookie class will be something that we'll have to keep an eye on in 2019. And something that really excites me looking the next year seeing three grassroots racers drivers that just a couple of years ago were running modifieds and legend cars and and pro late models at short tracks across the country now on nascar's big stage alex hayden is alongside our kurt bush at at chip ganassi racing uh daniel suarez with a new ride and a new home there 
Martin Trex Jr. at Joe Gibbs Racing. Sure, there's there's a lot of new faces. Ryan Newman at Roush Fenway. I, I think we've gotten back to a an old style silly season, if you will, mm-hmm. because it, it seemed like over the last handful of years, Woody, there's been one, maybe two drivers switching around, perhaps a sponsor here and there, but. This was a very active silly season, and I think it's one that is going to produce a lot of a lot of new successes come 2019. One of the more active that we've seen in a while. Now, you might quibble with, is it really a new face and a new place for Martin Truex Jr.? Because they've been affiliated with Joe Gibbs Racing and been working with those same guys all along. So I guess that you just eliminate the distance now. Not that that's a big issue anymore. But let's look even deeper than that. You've got a big, big change over at Hendrick Motorsports with Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss splitting up. Chad Knauss going to go with William Byron, a seven-time champ coming in with a guy who just turned 21. Uh, and, and Jimmy Johnson has said this. I think that match is going to be really solid. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Race fans, do you have an old car, motorcycle, boat, or RV just taking up space? Put that vehicle to good use by donating it to the NASCAR Foundation. Your donated vehicle will help kids in our racing communities live happier, healthier lives. Simply call 844-NASCAR-9 and your vehicle will be towed and auctioned. You get a tax deduction and the NASCAR Foundation gets the proceeds. Again, to donate, please call 844-NASCAR-9. For children with chronic medical conditions, Victory Junction means friends, fun, freedom. That's because we provide a medically safe environment where kids who live in a world of hospitals and doctor's visits can laugh, play, and discover all they can be, all at no cost to their families. Victory Junction inspires confidence, builds self-esteem, and changes the life of every camper who comes through our gates. Find out how you can change a child's life. Go to victoryjunction.org. More of the top 10 stories from 2018 coming up. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. It's Rip the Fence. Join two former voices of USAC, Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett, on a ride like no other. You can't really tell much stories because I don't want to get anybody in too much trouble. As the two chat with the faces of traditional open-wheel racing. I was four wheels in a fluff and hot laps, and my dad actually after hot laps says, if you do that again, we're parking it. Catch up on prior episodes and get ready for the ride with Rip the Fence. Available for free to download on iTunes, SoundCloud, and the podcast app. Or available on MRN.com. When the smoke settles, the entertainment never stops. On race weekend, your favorite NASCAR personality is an everyday superhero. Chase Elliott is going to victory lane. But when they leave the track, they're just like us, everyday people. You know, as I've said before, I'm going to be me. And, and I'm uh, Susie Armstrong. Join me on a daily journey as we discuss the hot topics and engaging personalities of NASCAR Nation. The world of racing, weekdays on the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Number seven. All new rules tonight. About half the downforce, about half the horsepower. These cars are actually drafting on a mile and a half racetrack. We'll have to stay tuned to see what happens. Number seven. NASCAR's move to a new aero package. This was actually used in the NASCAR Xfinity Series race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway last year. It got rave reviews there. And Jeff, we're about to find out what kind of reviews we're going to get here in the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series. And it will be Alex Bowman. I don't think the package um, really fits my driving style. You know, I'm used to high horsepower, less downforce, 
less tire, whereas we're going to less horsepower, more downforce, more grip. Three wide for the lead, Kurt Busch to the bottom. I would say it's going to be big going from short tracks with big horsepower to the, the faster tracks with lesser horsepower. It's going to be a big swap. Kyle Busch wins the Can-Am 500. Yeah, in all reality, it's something that I don't agree with, but um, it's what's happening and what's coming. So we'll, we'll have to work on it the best we can, the best we know how with everybody at Joe Gibbs Racing, our, our partners at Toyota and, and our teammates and everybody to try to make our program the strongest and go out there and be able to win. We're going to start over in turn two. There, as always, from Barry, Vermont, it's Dave Moody. I'm optimistic um, and and a lot of the really smart people that know more about aerodynamics than, than I do are optimistic that it's going to bunch up the pack a little bit, the way restrictor plate racing did many, many years ago at Daytona and Talladega and has ever since. I think that's badly needed. I think the days of, uh, of a leader getting out in front on a mile and a half track and just driving off to an eight or 10 second lead, that doesn't sell a lot of tickets. That doesn't get people excited. It, it doesn't inspire a lot of conversation along the water cooler. So uh, I think if this, if it works the way it sounds like it's going to work, and if the drivers give it a chance, I, one of the biggest disappointments of my year last year was when drivers climbed out of those cars after a spectacular all-star race and absolutely demoralized the fan base by telling them the race that they just saw, a race that the fans pretty much loved from start to finish, wasn't good, in fact, because it was too slow and it was too easy and it was too this and too that and too the other. So if the athletes get behind this and give it a fair break, I'm interested to see what it'll be this year, and I'm optimistic that it's going to be a better package on the intermediate tracks. The race into the view of Killingly, Connecticut's Kyle Ricky. I think the biggest unknown for 2019 will be the new aero package, and I think there's a lot of fans, and I think all the teams, looking to the Atlanta Motor Speedway, that second race of the season, where will we see the aero package in play for the first time? It worked great at the Monster Energy NASCAR All-Star Race at the Charlotte Motor Speedway last May. Pack racing, a lot of lead changes, a lot of passing throughout the field. I think it's a good thing. I think it will allow the opportunity to see more fantastic finishes, more passes in race. And I think we'll see a bunch of different winners and a bunch of different names on the win list that we have not seen in victory lane either ever or in quite a few seasons. Number six. Truex to the lead as they hit turn three. One more try. Legato gets into the back. He shoves him up the racetrack. Playoff highlights. Mounting a charge around the outside. He's got a little bit of help. Kurt Busch doesn't have any help. Eric Avalola will lead the field back to the strike. And low lights. Here come Hamlin. Treble back straight away. It's Almarola and Keslowski. They collide. They collect Alex Bowman. Nearly four wide for the top spot as Kyle Busch goes to the bottom and they're crashing behind him. Kurt Busch, Denny Hamlin, Alex Bowman, William Byron, Jimmy Johnson, and Chase Elliott up and into the outside wall. The Kevin Harvick news after winning Texas and the penalty suddenly all the ramifications that came from that. Here comes Legato on the high side. He drives it deep into turn number two. Takes it all the way to the wall. Joey Legato to the lead on the back straightaway. Joey Legato in his 10th full-time season in the Cup Series is going to win at the Ford EcoBoost 400 and the 2018 Series Championship. The most unlikely of the four coming in is the one who prevails. I just think it, it was a, a situation where we saw exactly what NASCAR wanted to see. We saw championship moments. It wasn't just a season-long grind where one guy gets out front and that's that. 
we saw guys have to step up in certain situations, like Logano at Martinsville, for example, and other guys had issues to overcome, like Kevin Harvick. I think that is the kind of drama that you want in the playoffs. Because remember, when Kevin Harvick got the penalty earlier in the year, at the beginning of the season after Las Vegas, the next track, Phoenix. He went in there with a mad on and, and, and whooped them. And he came back the next the next race at the end of the season. The same situation happened. The penalty comes, then Phoenix comes up. He wasn't as dominant, but early on through practice and qualifying, everybody was thinking, my gosh, how are we going to beat this guy? I think a lot of it, too, is we want the superstars. We want the playoff drivers to win races. Mm-hmm. And we put a premium on that now. And that was obvious uh, when Joey Logano moved Martin Trex Jr. out of the way at Martinsville in the last turn of the last lap. He had to win that race. Let's, mm-hmm. let's face it. Logano wanted and needed to win that race to give him that shot. Truex felt confident over the next couple of weeks in the tracks that he had coming, especially with the point margin that he had as far as a cushion goes. But the premium of winning a race. And in Harvick at Texas, the premium to win that race. That team was willing to do whatever it took to win that race. Obviously, they got caught doing some things outside of the rules. But that also then forced the team at, at Phoenix to do some things differently that really go after it, and they had to, to show what kind of a team they were mm-hmm. after Cheddar Smith, the car chief, and Rodney Childers, the crew chief, were suspended, and they were still able to manage and get into the, the championship four. So I, I, I like the way our playoff system is structured because it puts a premium on winning races as opposed to having that finger quotes, that good, good points. points day. Oh, yeah. please. I'm glad, I'm glad that's going away now. I think one of the things that will linger with me about the playoffs is Kyle Busch. He was very good, don't get me wrong, but he wasn't as dominant as he was during the middle portion of the year. Jeff Striegel, that's been... You know, when you take a look back at, at the playoffs, I think it offered NASCAR fans everything that they would be hoping for. I know, I know it gave me everything I was looking for. I think when you look at some of the highlights, you have to look at the fact that Stuart Haas Racing put all four of their cars in the playoff and made a deep run. I think you have to look at Chase Elliott in uh, his win at Kansas and kept him moving uh, into the playoffs, deeper into the playoffs. Did he make it to the championship four? No, but everybody knew that Chase Elliott was a playoff contender. I think when you look back at the highlights of 2018, as far as the playoffs are concerned, there were many of them. I, I think when you look at the other side of the equation, maybe what, what was it that surprised you I'd have to go with Brad Kozlowski because at one point, if you recall, he had won once and then backed it up a week later. Then he went three in a row, and it looked like all of a sudden Brad Kozlowski was going to be the one that would slay or stop the big three right there in their tracks. That didn't happen, and unfortunately for Brad, he didn't make it very deep in the playoffs. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. On February 17th, the stage will be set for racing's greatest day, the Daytona 500. A day that delivers four wide excitement, legendary moments, and unforgettable finishes. A day that keeps you on the edge of your seat and that you'll remember forever. The greatest race awaits. Experience the thrill of the Daytona 500 in person. Guarantee your seats before they sell out at Daytona500.com. 
Join MRN as we travel through the life of NASCAR's most popular driver, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Dale Earnhardt Jr. comes back to the Daytona International Speedway, leading the pack. I won races that I never thought I'd win. From growing up under the Earnhardt name to super speedway wins to Whiskey River, we dive into everything Dale Jr. He's brain man for NASCAR history. You know, we weren't the typical family that got to sit down to dinner together. Tune in to Junior's Journey, available on iTunes for download only on the Motor Racing Network. More of the top 10 stories from 2018 coming up. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called the 1993 season, 25 years later. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Number five. It's going to happen today at Watkins Glen in his 99th start. Chase Elliott is going to victory lane. NASCAR's most popular driver, Chase Elliott, has a breakout year. Up front, Chase Elliott comes off the end of the back straightaway. He's about to tame the monster. This is purely a team effort, Chase Elliott in victory lane. It used to be a standard statement at every race. When will Chase Elliott win? He won at Watkins Glen. He won at Dover. Today, he wins at Kansas Speedway in the Hollywood Casino 400. You just you have to appreciate this stuff because, you know, I know Dover was just a couple weeks ago, but you just never know if or when you'll ever get another one. And especially after the road to get here or get to Watkins Glen, you know, it's uh, it's not easy, man. So you got to enjoy them and can't take it for granted. Rusty said a moment ago, mentioned Chase Elliott. I, I'm like you, Rusty. I thought he would have gotten deeper into the playoffs because the way the season started when the Camaro came online, that team struggled, not just the nine team, but all of Hendrick Motorsports, because everybody's like, well, what's going on with the Chevrolets? And then there was a, well, but there's a 42 of Larson because he was running well earlier in the season. And then at Watkins Glen, in my opinion, it was the turning point for Chase Elliott. I asked Chase, well, what's happened? What's going on? He says, this is just the process that's come into being where they put in all this hard work, and now we're at the point to where we're getting better. And it seems like once he hit, once he caught fire, he stayed that way for the most part until he got right to the end of the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with you. And when I first started driving, it took me like 70-some starts to get my very first victory. And so it's not uncommon for a new driver to spend that much time trying to get in the victory lane. So once he got in there uh, and proved everybody he can do it, and he's kind of in the club, so to speak, now with that Watkins Glen win, that really gave him a lot of pep in his step, so to speak. And so, and then, we had, then he had more wins come after that. But... Uh, the way he's running right now is expected, in my opinion. He's running really well right now. He didn't make the chase, no doubt about that. Made some mistakes, got in a crash, things like that. But uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of him in the years to come. There's no doubt about that. And Hendrick's got 
probably got to be pretty jacked up that he's got a guy that young that that's good in his stable and uh, and winning now. I think one of the best things that happened to him is turn one, last lap at Watkins Glen. Final time into turn number one, and he's got the margin. He threw it off the track. He went wide in turn number one. Almost threw it away and brought it back. That helped his confidence. Here comes Chase Elliott. Eight times a bridesmaid trying to hang on. He pulls away. Because he always shouldered the blame whether he should have or not. Had he lost it then, I'm not sure he would have had three wins. The fact that he was able to gather it back in, hold off, and still win that race when he gave up so much time, I think that helped his confidence so much to say, I can still make a mistake and win. I don't think there's a driver, no matter what age, in the Cup Series that is harder on himself than what Chase Elliott is. Because after finishing second time and time and time again, he just beat himself up so many times. Once he broke through at Watkins Glen and got that first career cup win under his belt, the other two seemed to just fall in place and come really easily. No, they weren't easy. No. But it seemed like they came across easier. So I I think it was big, and I think it was big for his self-confidence as well. But to, to have he lead the charge, given the fact that he is the most popular driver in the sport, whether he won the award or not, he is the most popular yeah. driver. You go to any racetrack, anywhere we go around the country, and it's obvious who the most popular driver is. He's got a lot to live up to with the legacy in, in his father and Bill Elliott, an NASCAR Hall of Famer. So there's pressure on him already. But for him to finally break through the win column, not once, not twice, but three times, I think was big. Number four. So much talk this season about the Kyle and Kevin show. Special guest star at Pocono, Martin Truex Jr. The big three are now one, two, three. Truex, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick at the front of the field here at Michigan. The big three. Total domination again for Kevin Harvick and his team. He'll bring that forward off turn number four. I don't really care about the other two. I'm just worried about my team and, and what we have to do to go to Vegas and, and focus on one race at a time. Kyle Busch racing back to the line and Kyle Busch will score the win. When the season started, did you see three teams dominating? Did you see Kevin Harvick, Kyle Busch, and Martin Truex Jr. becoming the drivers that we would talk about basically all season long? No. In fact, I never thought that we'd be having a new terminology called the big three. That was a surprise to me that we use that terminology. You know, but I always, uh, I told you off air a little while ago, I mean, when people come up to me all the time and say, hey, Rusty, who's going to win this week? I consistently say the four car. I consistently say the two car. And they say, oh, it's because you used to drive. And I go, no, it's not. It's because I know the technology behind that car. And I know how fast that car is. And I know how good that driver is. And I constantly think about uh, Martin Truex, you know. And uh, But I really thought I'd be talking a little bit more about Chase Elliott this year because he ended the year such a high note. Uh, but he's done real well now at the end of the year. Uh, but, no, I didn't think it was just those three. We always got to include Kyle Busch. He's so doggone good and so fast all the time. Uh, but um, I thought those three would be included in more than just three. I agree with Rusty. I thought we'd be talking about those three for sure, but I thought we would have more balance. I thought Keselowski, Logano, uh, Kyle Larson, those guys would win more. You know, I think it's a bigger surprise the guys that haven't won when you look at that, when you look especially uh, at Jimmy Johnson and Kyle Larson and Denny Hamlin. Would have thought they would have won, but I wouldn't have thought we would have had two drivers with eight wins and another with four. 
that I didn't see coming. I think there certainly have been historically seasons like that. It has been a long, long time since we've seen three guys win all the races like that. It just hasn't happened all that often. And I think that was something that really captured a lot of interest. I think it was something that that, that fans have been clamoring for. It, it, look at any other sport. One super team happens every so often. But three, four, five great teams, that is fun to watch. Well, yeah, and, and we know that, that Furniture Row Racing had that technical alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing. But we also know that they did their own stuff out there in Denver, Colorado, under the direction of Cole Pern and, and, and everybody out there with that race team. So, to me, it was three distinctly different teams. So, I think that was one of the fun things about watching this, this threesome battle week in and week out and win so many races is the fact that you had the Ford team and, and Kevin Harvick. You had two Toyotas, but two different race teams and Joe Gibbs Racing with Kyle Busch, Furn uh, Furniture Row Racing with Martin Truex Jr. To me, that was the compelling thing about it. It's one thing if you had three drivers from the same team or the same manufacturer going out and dominating, then it kind of gets people kind of off balance, if yeah, you will. Get that yeah. bad taste Like Hendrick, mouth. you mentioned a while ago. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, to me, I thought it was really fun and compelling week in and week out because they were different race teams. Mm -hmm. I think that made it a, a lot more interesting to watch. It wasn't, oh gosh, how's Richard Petty going to kill everybody this week or something like that. You had a, a handful of guys who were going to be a real threat every week. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. In order to maximize a vehicle's performance and efficiency, the proper adjustments need to be made based on the road ahead. That's true for both race car drivers on the track and for truck drivers hauling freight on the highway. But if your truck's equipped with a Detroit DT12 automated manual transmission with intelligent powertrain management, adjustments are made automatically based on GPS terrain mapping, maximizing performance and efficiency. Don't just want better business solutions, demand them. Learn more at DemandDetroit.com. MRN.com. Original online audio, video, and digital content. Need the latest information on each week's races? Check out the MRN.com race center. Need to find your local radio station for MRN original programs? And Camping World Truck, Xfinity, and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races? Go to stations on MRN.com. All the latest NASCAR news and opinion pieces, race schedules, driver standings, and archives of MRN programs, MRN race broadcasts, and so much more. MRN.com. More of the top 10 stories from 2018 coming up. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Facebook and Twitter, MRN is there. Follow MRN on social media for all the latest happenings from the track and in NASCAR. Breaking news, video, photos, live races and shows, stats, opinion, and more. Follow along on MRN's Facebook and Twitter. Need to find your local MRN radio station? Taking a trip and want to listen to NASCAR races? Go to MRN.com. Click on stations to find all MRN's local radio stations. Plan a trip and map out MRN stations along your route. MRN on your local stations. Tune in. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Number three. You know, we, we had a heck of a run, and, and I think both of us have the opinion that, um, you know, let's celebrate the, the 17 amazing seasons, and, uh, you know, last year was just a tough year. Jimmy Johnson and Chad Knauss are no longer. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead and scores on history-making seventh championship. Anybody in the garage area could see and sense the tension and the difficulties we were having, and, um, you know, from, from my standpoint, I, I was just at a place where 
you know, we don't, we don't have to stay that course. We don't have to be miserable. You know, this, this isn't working. It's okay to change. And that was, that was my perspective. I think Rick was in a similar space. I think Chad ended up in a similar space. Um, he was probably more caught off guard, uh, with the, the concept than any, you know, than any of us. But, uh, he gets it, you know. We we had a heck of a run, and, and I think both of us have the opinion that um, you know let's celebrate the the 17 amazing seasons. And uh, you know, last year was just a tough year. Winston, you brought up a moment ago about Jimmy Johnson and Chad Canals. Are you surprised that they parted company at the end of this race season? No, not at all. When you look at what's happened the last couple of years, uh, I'm not at all. And I, I think had they not won several races earlier last year, this could have easily happened last year. All of these things come to an end. Richard and Dale, Richard Petty and Dale Inman eventually parted ways, different circumstances. So I wasn't at all surprised, and I think a fresh start for both of them will be good for both William Byron uh, and Chad Knauss, as well as for Jimmy Johnson and Kevin Mendering coming over there. So not at all surprised. Race fans are going wild on the backstretch at Martinsville. Rusty Wallace for the final time. I personally can't believe they had the success as long as they did, Winston. It went way over-anticipated for me. Uh, they're both pretty strong personalities. Chad with more of a domineering personality than Jimmy. Jimmy's kind of laid back. Chad, this is what I want. This is what I'm going to do. And that, that combination worked. Although I will tell you, the whole entire time they're together, I'm like, I don't know how this works because the personalities are different. And they're always constantly saying, we're best friends off the track. We do this, we do that. And I, I do know that, you know, it was time. It was definitely time. You could tell that a seven-time champion to start running this poorly and start making all these mistakes he was making, uh, the focus was gone. The, the confidence was gone. It was time for both of them to move on and do something different. Not saying that there was a toll that you put your crew chiefs through, but did <laughs> were you ever in a position, Rusty, to where you had a crew chief, you had, you had that chemistry, and all of a sudden there was that time where it's like, you know what, we just need to go in a different direction. Where does that start in a relationship? It starts when everybody, when the crew chief and the driver get too big for the britches, really. Uh, for me in 1989 when i won my championship i'll never forget as soon as we won that title all these new startup teams started coming trying to cherry pick and buy our team members apart and they were offering big money to i'll never forget barry dawson got like double the pay and harold dolly was making harold elliott our engine guy was getting these big offers and i said oh my gosh this money's going to buy us apart right now because it was almost too hard to turn down and and um Thank gosh we kept going. We had enough strength that we had that we still won races and it went well. But you know, when when each individual starts pounding their chest too hard and start thinking that, hey, it's not the entire team, it's mostly me, me making this happen, that's when you have a big problem. Uh, so I'm not going to say I saw that coming with the 48 car. I really didn't see that. But I, I, I think when you're in, the, in a situation for way too long, racing I'm talking about, it, it can get stale on you if you're not keeping up with the times. But um, when I knew they had to do something was when Jimmy Johnson was just not running. And when he's making all these mistakes, spinning out, I said, look, this I know drivers. Drivers just don't forget how to drive. Something's causing this problem, and we got to stop the bleeding right now, split them apart, and rebuild this thing. There, as always, from Barry, Vermont, it's Dave Moody. I may have been in the minority on this. I was not entirely surprised when the word came that they were going to split up. Uh, it's arguably 
been five years since Jimmy and Chad were at their peak. And I know there was a championship in that five-year span, uh, and, and they did what they had to do that day at Homestead when, when the two leading contenders crashed out in the very late going. But it's been it's been a while. Four Jimmy Johnson's four worst finishes in season-long points have come in the last five years. So clearly, something has been amiss there for quite some time. And Rick Hendrick, being the businessman and the successful businessman that he is, is only going to let that roll for so long before he makes a change. Off turn number four, looking for the checkered flag of the Southern 500. It's been a long time in the making, but finally Jimmy Johnson gets it done, scoring the 200 Cup win for Hendrick Motorsports. Tonight, winning the Bojangles Southern 500. Steve Post is standing by with another former champion. Seven championships, 83 wins. 18 years together especially in the culture we're in now i mean you you can you know we're we're, we're comparing to to dale inman and richard petty and and no risk no disrespect to those guys it was a different time it was a different era um they had a performance advantage over a lot of the teams rightly so they earned it they worked hard to get it where i think the competition the the degree of competition was a little closer uh the depth of competition i don't know if it's the degree of competition because it, it's it, it, you know david pearson and benny parsons and buddy baker and bobby ellis and they were all pretty good i think the challenge that jimmy and chad felt was that the depth of competition where you have 20 and 25 really really well-funded teams so i think that's what's different about it i think the other thing that that chad and jimmy were able to do whether it was the car of tomorrow or the the gen 6 car or whatever we had this year or or the the playoffs the chase 10 drivers, elimination, this, that, whatever it was, they were able to adapt to whatever the format was, whatever the car was, just tell us what we're going to race, we're going to come here and we're going to beat you with it. And I think that because of the, the changing nature of NASCAR, that puts them in a category, an elite category, if not the best, of, of, of maybe the best combination we've ever seen in the sport because the obstacles, the depth of competition, because everything they were able to overcome. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Calling all admirers of the King. For Richard Petty, the STP Pontiac. We have the place for you. Celebrate the life and career of NASCAR's all-time win leader, Richard Petty. Uh, the hat came about in the late 70s. From the legend behind the King's famous crown to thrills and spills that the Hall of Famer had over the years. Petty is sliding, slamming into the wall. It's Richard Petty's Road to Royalty, and it's available for free to download on iTunes and MRN.com right now. Things happen fast in racing, and if you don't know where to look, you can miss it all. With Legend from Racing Electronics, you'll never miss another moment. Legend gives you live fan vision video, in-car cameras, and stats at NASCAR and other Premier Series events. And the next-generation race scanner for unfiltered driver and crew audio at any motorsports event nationwide. NASCAR fans have never been closer to the action. Welcome to the future of the fan experience. Learn more by visiting RacingElectronics.com. We've got more of the top stories of 2018 coming up, brought to you by AutoZone. Your check engine light has finally met its match. AutoZone free fix finder service can help find you a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone, AutoZone. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR.
If you suffer from heartburn or other digestive-related disorders, then there is a new, safe, better, and natural alternative to better digestive wellness and heartburn relief. Praxid not only provides relief of heartburn, but Praxid takes a 360-degree approach to support better digestion, protect you from harmful bacteria, and also balance your stomach to improve digestive functions. We like to think of it as the multivitamin of digestive health. It's the only product to combine all natural ingredients known for the digestive health properties into a single patented product. Praxid also comes in easy-to-carry packs. Praxid relieves, restores, and maintains a healthy digestive system. Praxid is available here for only $39.95. Shipping and handling is free, and your money back is guaranteed. To take advantage of this special radio offer, call now, 1-800-829-5688. That's 1-800-829-5688. Again, 1-800-829-5688. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Number two. With that said, we're going to you know, fight as hard as we can no matter what next year looks like. Fight as hard as we can throughout the season and, and try to uh, repeat what we did last year. 2017 championship team Furniture Row Racing shuts down. And Martin Truex Jr. is a champion. He's also a race winner as he scores the win in the Ford EcoBoost 400. To think that you know what we've been through and, and the years that all those guys have spent together just working their guts out you know and, and having that passion and that drive to be the best and working together towards a common goal and I guess it just finally hit them you know that hey this is the last time we're gonna ship a 78 car east special guest star at Pocono Martin Truex Jr. he is all alone headed off turn three I wasn't one of the highest paid drivers I they didn't have a big fancy shop but everything those guys needed, you know, if they could convince Barney that it would make that car faster, he'd buy it. That's, I think, the different mentality of, of that team, and, and just it's just a different vibe. And to the checkered flag, and Martin Truex Jr. has won the Auto Club 400. You know, it's like a small team that has a lot of money to spend to make cars fast. It, it's it's kind of, it's been a kind of a crazy thing to be a part of, but man, it's been fun, and uh it's been awesome, and, you know, Barney's just, uh, man, what a great guy. What a great place to work. You know, he gave so many people opportunities years ago, uh, and it took him a long time to convince some of the really smart, good guys that we have now to, to come to Denver, but, you know, once they did, uh, you know, the rest is history. After they lost the sponsorship and hearing that the affiliation, the alliance cost goes up and, and Barney Visser had put in so much, I, I would say I was surprised but not completely shocked given all the factors. Rusty. Yeah, I'd have to say the same thing. I was I was really surprised, but only because he won the championship and they were at the top of their game. But uh, they, it's, it's unheard of for a team to do so well and, and a car owner financially to have enough nerve to say, you know what, we got to the top, we won the championship, I'm done, this thing is costing me so much money, I don't see any financial uh, good things coming on the horizon. So. I'm kind of with Winston. I, I was after you sit back and think about it, you go, yeah, I kind of get it. But that initial announcement he made, I, it made me go, what are you doing? Holy smokes! But I get it now. Kind of goes back to Felix Sabata's quote: "How you had to make, how do you make a small fortune in racing? You start with a big fortune." And he didn't <laughs> want to have a smaller 
fortune. Well, and, and he's a, he's way different than a Richard Childress or a Richard Petty. Somebody who relies 100% on the, the their, their sport of racing. That's that's their livelihood. That's what they do. That's not Barney Visser's livelihood. And so this was kind of his passion and his fun, his golf game, so to speak. So this isn't something he has to do. Uh, a lot of other teams are pretty well augured in. They have to. He doesn't. And so it makes sense for him personally. You know, I, I consider them to be a rags-to-riches story. It's like they ran their first race in the fall of 2005 with Jerry Robertson. And here they are, 2017 Cup Series champions. And it's time to obviously turn a new page. But do we have any other rags-to-riches stories that come to mind of a guy that just started with nothing and all of a sudden he's the biggest guy in the sport? I don't think we do right now, but I think if we were having this conversation in 2005 or 2006, we wouldn't have seen it with Furniture Row Racing. So there could be somebody out there now trying to build something in the lower tier, whether it's they're currently in the uh, Xfinity Series or the Cup Series, one of those teams that may aspire to do that. But uh, I don't think there's anybody that I can identify right at this moment. It was probably the biggest shock in a number of years in this sport. When the defending championship team has to close its doors, it's obviously major news. It it wasn't one single factor uh, that doomed that race team. It was a a combination. It was a perfect storm. Uh, The cost of their their technological partnership with Joe Gibbs Racing was going to go up dramatically for 2019, more than double by most reports. Uh, At the same time as they got that news, they, they learned that Five Hour Energy, a $10 million a year sponsor, was going to go away. So the combination of all of those things and very little time to go out and sponsor hunt, less than 60 days, really, to go out and sponsor hunt before Barney Visser needed to make a commitment uh, to his employees, to his drivers and everybody else that that he would come back, just did not allow them an opportunity to work and and to save that race team. It was shocking. It was sad. It's still hard to believe that we're not going to see that 78 car on pit road and in the garage come Daytona 2019. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. We've got more of the top stories of 2018 coming up as we get you into the AutoZone commercial free zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Your check engine light has finally met its match. AutoZone free fix finder service can help find you a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone, AutoZone. At AutoZone, helping you get more done is what we do best, like free battery testing. Now you can stop the second guessing and finally start your car with confidence. Whether it's just a loose cable or time for a new one, AutoZone will test your battery right on the spot, free of charge. And right now, get your car running right with a great deal on Lucas Complete Field Treatment, two for just $8. Must buy two. Visit any of our 5,500 locations nationwide and let us do more for you. Restrictions and details in store. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, who's the greatest of all time? For my money, it's Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle. It literally saves you money. Gentlemen, your thoughts. Look, it's simple. I've said it before Points and I'll say it again. And if all the heroes take away the zeros, and what you got? No, one big trophy of me saying, no I told you so. I disagree. Thanks, fellas. Took the words right out of my mouth. There's really no debate. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle is a winning combination. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. This is NASCAR Live's countdown of the top 10 biggest stories of the 2018 NASCAR season. Number one. At the line, it will be Joey Logano. About 15 races to go, that was, to me, the turnaround moment to where we went from running 5th to 10th to 
Fifth the first. And Joey Logano has won yet again, picking up the victory in the Geico 500, his third win at the Talladega Super Speedway. That, I think, was really the, the moment where I felt like, man, we, you know, we, we win the right races, we can win this championship. One more try! Logano gets into the back! He shoves him up the racetrack! Logano down to the inside, they touch! Truex goes sideways! Logano gets by! We weren't the favorites at the time, um, but as the season kept going along and the playoffs started kept going along and you knock a few guys out in each round and next thing you know you're you know you're you're sitting better than anybody all of a sudden but Logano gets the win man that got physical coming off turn number four it's amazing how quick it turns around and at that point I felt like we were the favorites to make this happen and um and we, we were in my opinion here comes Logano on the high side he drives it deep into turn number two takes it all the way to the wall Joey Logano to the lead on the back Joey said the other day, it's the big three and me. Well, me's the one who's going to win it. Joey Logano in his 10th full-time season of the Cup Series is going to win. Oh, my God! Yeah! You won the championship, baby! Yeah! It's amazing. You just you work so hard at it. Not just me, but this whole team. Congratulations, Joey Logano's Richard Buck. You are the champion. Here we are. Logano's championship was impressive for a number of reasons. Not only did it really, in my mind, complete the comeback from the monumental, if you will, collapse of 2017 when he got off to such a great start. Then he got uh, the penalty at Richmond and everything just went downhill from there. From that point until where we are today, it has been nothing but a uphill struggle, but yet at the same time, it has been a rise all the way to the top. So I think you really have to go back all the way a year ago to really talk about just how big of a championship this is, not only for Logano and Todd Gordon, but the entire Team Penske organization. Was it a surprise? I don't think it's a surprise. Uh, it shouldn't be a surprise. You're talking about one of the best drivers that we see field a race car each and every week from one of the best teams and in, in all of nascar so from that standpoint i don't think it's a surprise i think the fact that he was able to come out and say he was the favorite well the one thing about it he backed up his claim it just reinforces that it's not necessary to be the best in february or march or april or not necessarily even in July and August. Joey Logano was, and Team Penske in general, I think were, were good but not great through the vast majority of the season. But the 22 team in particular hit their stride late in the season and they were able to do exactly what it needed, uh, exactly what needed to be done to win themselves a championship at Homestead Miami Speedway. The race into the view of Killingly, Connecticut's Kyle Ricky. The move at the Martinsville Speedway to, to take the lead on the final lap from Martin Truex Jr. to win that race. Truex goes sideways, Logano gets by, but Logano gets the win. Obviously, I think the, the, the key moment in Logano's championship, mainly because well, we saw what happened next week in Phoenix. You know, he crashed out of that event, and he was the first to say, you know what, if I didn't do what I did at Martinsville, I wouldn't be a part of the championship for at the Homestead Miami Speedway and have a shot at the championship. So, absolutely. You know, Truex didn't like it at the time, but Logano had to do what he had to do, and, and obviously it paid off for him. And those are the top stories of 2018 as we wrap up the AutoZone Commercial Free Zone. Brought to you by AutoZone. Your check engine light has finally met its match. AutoZone free fix finder service can help find a solution so you can do more. Get in the zone 
AutoZone. I'd like to thank the voices you heard this week on NASCAR Live. Rusty Wallace, Jeff Striegel, Alex Hayden, Steve Post, Winston Kelly, Dave Moody, Woody Kane, and for Kyle Ricky, I'm Mike Bagley. And for the rest of us here at the Motor Racing Network, we wish you a great holiday season, and we'll talk to you again next week right here on NASCAR Live. So long, everyone. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Today's broadcast was produced by Rich Colbrick and Tyler Burnett. Remember to visit MRN.com to get all of the latest NASCAR news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota Racing Team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those Camrys up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.